0: Hey Star Wars fans, welcome to another episode of the Jedi Council podcast. You guys don't know this, but this is take three. Oh, it's going really well today. Uh, I am your host, Alex, and it is good to be back with you guys behind the microphone. First and foremost, if this is the first time that you have found us, welcome. We hope to keep you entertained for the next hour, hour and a half-ish, talking about everything and anything Star Wars. If this is a return visit, thank you very much for listening to us again and again. Your loyalty, your friendship means a huge amount to us. Uh, and again, we're going to hope to keep you guys entertained as well. But I am not alone. What a rubbish podcast that would be if I was. To my virtual left, a good couple of thousand miles away from me, is our First Lady of the Jedi Council, Mera Ranger. Say hello, Mera.
1: Hello, Mera. How are you?
0: oh the british accent lovely mera thank you very much it's good to see you we That's also, what that was Ah, uh, and those dulcet tones is mr Contrary himself, alistair clark say hello ali hi mera <laughs> oh it's only saying hello to mera oh this is going well and on that bombshell my good buddy and brother in the force dave say hello dave hello dave Hello, it is good to be with you all and you know the, the, the clues in the the, clues in the title of the, the actual podcast that we're going to show. This is a Mandalorian episode one of season two review. The other day we did a very quick reaction so I say quick it was about 45 minutes but we gave a quick knee jerk reaction. That was Dave, Ali and myself. Before we jump into the full on spoiler review I'm going to quickly ask Mary a very quick shotgun question. Have you? You have seen it, how many times have you seen it and what's your initial reaction?
1: Well, I've only had a chance to see it once, (laughs) Um, but um, I actually have it on right now. And I love it. Love, 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 love it. Oh, oh, gosh. Yeah, love it. So
0: that was Mera's very quick spoiler-free review, but we are going to go head deep into the spoilers uh, of this particular episode called The Marshall, aired on Friday the twenty. Friday the 30th of October um, on Disney Plus so as per the podcast that we did the other day I listened to it pretty early on in the day but guys just a quick round robin Ali how many times have you seen it now? Twice Twice. Dave how many times have you seen it now? Twice and the gut feeling around it still as good? Better? Worse? How are you both feeling about it? Better Still positive, still positive. It's, it's, it's a unanimous thumbs up from the council right? Yeah. Yes. Good, good, good. So we are going to go headfirst into spoilers today, guys. So I'm going to quickly jump in with the first talking point that I want to ask you. And this is a bit off the cuff, so I've not sent this to you guys. So are you glad there, was as le- there wasn't as there was as much Baby Yoda, the child, as previous episodes? Yes. Samara, Dave?
1: Yes, yeah, no. Nice balance. Yes, yeah, I would
0: agree.
2: I never really noticed that there was less of him, if that makes sense, but now you've mentioned it. Yes, there was.
3: (laughs) I think it would be really, really easy for Disney Lucasfilm to put tons of baby Yoda in this due to him becoming the absolute pop icon, cultural phenomenon that he has. But actually, I thought it was really good because there were a few moments where you kind of thought, after season one, that he may have helped the Mandalorian, for example, straight off the bat, in the, in the scene where the, the, there was a fight involved. He could have helped him, but he didn't this time. And I like that. I felt we saw a restrained baby Yoda. So I like that. I,
2: I'll tell you what I did like and absolutely loved about that scene was the fact that he worked out what the Mandalorian was about to do. And so he reaches outside of his crib, presses the button to shut the crib. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was really good.
0: Yeah, I must admit that, that, that bit was in the trailer. And and you know when you watch a trailer and you see something and you think, oh, I really hope it's not on the nose as much as it actually is. But in the in the actual scene itself, I thought it played out incredibly well. Uh so for me that, that was a that was a baby yoda highlight. I've got to stop calling him Baby Yoda, that's not the name. He's the child or the ass. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pedro Pascal called him Baby Yoda
3: on ABC in the morning show that they have in America. And other people called him Baby Yoda as well. So I think we're, we're fine. <laughs> yeah.
1: okay.
0: Once again, the Disney Defender dusts off his cape, finds the corporate line and calls him the child. Well, when you think about it, Pedro Pascal is more of a Disney person than me because he works for the company. Well, and he called him Baby Yoda, sweet, sweet Baby Yoda. Is that what he called him, sweet, sweet Baby Yoda? Yeah, he did. Okay.
3: Because he talked about a scene where he improvised a bowman and the puppeteers actually improvised with him, and it actually ended up in the final cut in the first episode we just saw. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, So, 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 pardon? I was going to say, what he just called it, Baby Yoda, at that point, just because that's what everybody's referring to. Yeah, but, dead but, dead dead
3: child. yeah, but 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 the Lucasfilm still want him to be called the Child,
0: don't they? They don't want him yeah. to be called Baby Yoda.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: all the like official, uh, all the to- toys, the 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 you know Mando Monday, Monday Monday, Mando Mondays. Yeah. yeah, all the stuff that's coming out, it's all the Child. Or I've even seen the asset rather than uh, Baby Yoda because he's not a Baby Yoda. People are only calling him a Baby Yoda because he looks like a baby version of Yoda. His name he is bad, he's not Baby Yoda.
1: How about give him a name and then we'll be fine.
0: Because, Alex, because
3: he was called a stem in the first season and it was the exact same term that that they used in Rise of Skywalker when talking about the clones of Snoke that failed. So he's a
0: clone, I think. So he's a clone. Well, obviously we saw in the... Which makes him Baby Yoda because he's a clone of Baby Yoda. Would he not be a Yoda baby clone? Well, you know, it was well known that we called him Baby Snoke
3: and Baby Palpatine. But, but Boba Fett isn't
0: Baby Django. Um, a what? Yeah, baby? Boba Fett is Baby Django, yeah.
1: That's that's true. Yeah, but we, but we didn't call him
0: Baby Django. We called him no. Boba Fett. Well, because, because Boba came first. Otherwise, <laughs> I would be calling him Baby Django. <laughs> so we're we just basically now calling Children of Children Baby and then their name. Like- yeah exactly so Ray's baby Palpatine yeah not like William. I call him baby David every time baby Dave <laughs> oh this podcast so is it was a nice little
1: balance if they overused him then it would be shtick right so that's why there's a nice balance of you know the child aka baby Yoda or whatever you want to call him in this episode what do you think guys Thank you, you for bringing it. it
0: back on topic you have not been on a podcast for a while yes that's why i like having mera on she keeps us on track thank you mera you are absolutely spot on it is very much a healthy balance of storyline incremental usage of baby yoda and i you know generally speaking baby yoda could have easily done his hand thing um and and probably killed the crate dragon anyway the magic hand thing uh, yeah do the magic hand thing
1: he could have, but this was good the way it happened.
0: So that that was one of the first kind of takeaways that I had. And it seems that it's, it's been a bit of a, you know, Dave, you said you didn't really notice it. Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing?
2: Yeah, I know that you've highlighted it. I think that's a good thing. I think for me that implies that it was the right
3: balance. Yeah, 100%. Can I ask you guys a question off the bat? Due to, uh, I don't want to do the Dave aging like I did last time but due to the vintage person that I'm speaking to today did you like the nostalgia straight off the bat? Yeah.
2: Because
3: like we're straight thrown into territory that's very familiar to you know, uh, original trilogy fans, aren't we? With, with the creatures that we're seeing. Dave, what are they called? The ones that are in battle with the electric um with the... What were they battling with? I guess. Oh, the
2: axes.
3: Thank one. you, the axes. Yeah, exactly, the electric axes. So we were really thrown straight away into the nostalgia,
0: weren't we? Yeah, the Gamorrean gods. Yeah. Yes.
1: Oh,
3: did Gammary. you guys love
0: that? How did you feel about that? For me, I thought it was really interesting because I think that scene was was either leaked or in the trailer. I can't remember which. Trailer. It was in the trailer, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. And and there was a lot of fans going, Oh my God, the Gummerian guards have lost weight because yes. the only ones that we'd <laughs> seen previously were the two, were the two three of them that were at Jabba's palace in, in return of the Jedi. They're so when can, fed. Yeah. When you look at them, well, I mean, look at Jabba, right? So, um, you know, if, if in his palace, he's clearly feeding them well, yet the two that we saw <laughs> battling it out in the wrestling ring, were a little bit of a slimmed down version. Um, so that's that's the that's the first I must admit, when I first saw the trailer for that, I was a bit like, oh, they kind of shoehorning it in. But ultimately I thought that particular scene was was actually pretty cool. Um it also set the tone, dare I say it. Um, and we are going into spoiler territory. So when that gangster whose name I have forgot kills it, I thought, wow, that's a bit you know that's a bit harsh i uh, wasn't expecting that as a as a thing to happen there and then now i know we see stormtroopers have been shot by ig um ig 11 at the end of that one and there was a whole heap of people getting shot but that was quite a brutal killing you know ali you picked up on this on, on the on the show we did the other day very quickly but what are you thinking you know that was quite a quite a dark yeah, I mean, to start literally, the, the show the mandalorian so
3: we spoke about his character the Development and his character arc, and I'm sure we'll go into it a bit more later. But I mean, the way he left him to die and be eaten by the dogs was pretty brutal. And I kind of thought, whoa, okay. So, even though there's sort of a, um, in the Mandalorian that we see in more recent episodes, he's still a bounty hunter at core. He's absolutely still a bounty hunter. And I, I thought that was a really, really good way to show that, you know, he's not this. Hero. He's still not this hero. He's a, he's a bad guy in many many ways, and I thought like that was really really cool. advice to show that. Is he more of an anti-hero? Well,
2: for
0: a bad guy though. Bounty hunters are they're neither good nor bad. When actually, when you think about it, they they do a job for money. Yeah. yeah Whether or not me. you agree about the job is very different. But they kill for money. You can't if, if someone. If someone kills people for money he's not a good dude he didn't kill well, he didn't kill them did he you put them in a carbon freeze to give to someone yeah.
2: and he gives them the choice whether they want to come back
0: alive or not right exactly he, and he's capturing criminals ultimately yeah
2: but, but that's that's got a um, lot of history in the US though hasn't it
0: because
2: we're bounty hunters Dr. the bounty hunter it, it's, it's something that is part of again it, it goes into the idea that this is quite a western way of doing things and it's almost like a space western so you had in in u.s I, might, I still believe it happens in the u.s at the moment where you've got bounty hunters who are paid by the government to collect bounties to, to, to people who have who have skipped bail people who are on the run and bounty hunters who have, have got the power to bring them in merit
1: that is true to my limited knowledge of bounty hunters,
3: yes. Would you say a person don't who does make that? A good guy. Oh, right. we make this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ali, ask a question again.
3: Would you say a person who does that is a good guy, though, Mary? Would you say if any of us had a, a daughter and he brought home a bounty hunter? So, what's your profession? Oh, I kill people. Oh, tremendous. Come and sit at my table. No, he's he a bad kill. person. He doesn't kill
0: people. You unless don't he talk
3: has about to kill people. That's right. He literally, his job is to get paid, and he's chosen
0: to do it—to get paid to kill people. That is not a good guy. What? No, that, you, you've, you're missing the point of a bounty hunter. Yeah.
1: yeah, and he only kills when he has to.
3: Yeah. yeah. It's still—if you choose that as a job, you're not a normal person. You're not okay. a good person. If you literally say, "Do you know what? I thought I could just be in a bank. You now I've decided to go and kill someone."
2: It's not a killer. His, his, first cho- his first job is to bring them back. Yeah. We didn't... Yeah, so wanted for whatever reason, the Imperials want them it, when the Imperial was the power. So they were the authorities. They were they were the, the judges, the juries, or what have you. And if if someone had a bounty on them, it's because they'd escaped from prison.
1: And in this case, I mean, wasn't it, you know, kill or be killed because and he was... going go Right? Isn't this a case of of being killed versus being killed. I mean, the guy was gonna kill him. He was gonna ambush him. And by his own wits, he, he escaped it. So it's, I, I think in this case, it's kill or be killed. Yeah. Right?
2: He didn't, he didn't want to leave an enemy behind him.
3: We're gonna to agree to disagree on you, You're all completely wrong. You're all being very contrary. Everyone will agree with me
2: that it cannot be a bounty hunter. It's impossible. You could say the same thing about Han Solo, though. Han Solo yeah.
0: killed people. Yeah. Bad guy. Bad film. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ali, are you saying that Han Solo's a bad guy? Well, Dave thinks he is. Dave, is he deadbeat dad? <laughs> I don't say he was bad. We ain't going over this again. Yeah, exactly. I thought we'd change the subject, Ali. Right. So, going back to the point at hand... And I've completely lost the plot of what it was. It was a darker tone. That's where I was going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've completely derailed me there if he's a bad guy or not. But anyway, so I think that you'd your point. To, know,
2: we, we need to do a poll and let people to, um, decide. Yes, Dave. Is yes. the Mandalorian a good guy or is he a bad guy? Or neither.
0: Or is he neither? Or neither. Yes. Yes, is he neutral? He's for me, he's neither. He's neither a good guy, he's neither a bad guy. He sits in that gray area in the middle, like a gray Jedi. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> That's okay,
0: moving on. So, um, first thing that kind of became apparent, we're back on Tatooine. Um, straw poll, Dave, how did you feel going back to Tatooine? It was a surprise.
2: Be fair. I didn't expect them to jump straight back into Tatooine. I mean I did, there was the rumors that a certain character that was last seen on Tatooine would be back in the show. Um, so so I guess there was some anticipation that eventually he would end up there. But but no, it was a surprise. And and it was a bigger surprise that he went he went back to the same docking bay, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, and I'm just so glad he did. I love telling. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean that that the return of the of that of that character and the thing that stood out for me in that scene, two things actually. The first thing was his acceptance of droids all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. Uh, much to the much to her surprise, um, and then the second thing is her offer to actually keep the baby <laughs> yeah. and the baby's offspring if if there is any. Yeah. I found that two 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 things that were quite quite hilarious at that point in time. Um, and Mera, going back to the Tatooine thing. How did you feel going back to a a tried and tested fan favourite location?
1: I was I was actually excited to see what what they were going to do. So I'm going. It was kind of like going back home for me. I was like, yeah, what are we going to do? Yeah, let's go. (laughs) I was very happy.
0: Ali, same question to you, mate. Going back to Tatooine.
1: Yeah,
3: I mean, it was it was obviously in the a lot, so we knew it was going to (laughs) happen. just didn't know that was going to happen quite so quickly the way it did. But I really, I really liked it because I thought there were plenty of shout outs to sort of prequel era Star Wars as well in that when, you know, when you're looking about things like the, the pole racer and just being back there and then them explaining, that you know, there were a few different areas there. I really thought it was really well done. And I really, do you know what? It, it, it made me think that it, it's, it's, so, is a, a place we all know, right? And we all know it fairly decently because we've all seen the films a thousand times. But I felt like they added a new place and I thought they did it really, really well. And I thought there were plenty of callbacks to the original films in it, which made it really, really cool. Yeah,
2: yes. yeah, I agree. Well, one of those callbacks was the... And I know it's not the main callback, but the, one of the nice things I thought about it that added in the humour very well was the way that the three pit droids were messing around when they were trying to repair the ship. And that was just, yeah. like that was, that was pure Phantom Menace.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It could even have been the same droids.
2: It could have been. <laughs> well, because R 5s there. Yes, yes. So, so, it, was, it was in a different location, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, but but time time's changed. So I, I just, I thought that was all really, really well done. I really, really enjoyed that. Really, 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 really. Yeah.
0: they okay with
2: the pod.
1: Really? Well,
0: that, <laughs> that was the thing that surprised me, and I know we're kind of jumping ahead a little bit, but when we see Cobb's speeder yeah. using the engine of a pod racer, and I, I don't know if this is true or not, I've seen a lot of conversation online that that's one of the ones that was from Anakin's racer. Yeah, yeah the color thin. Scotland, it
2: looks like it? It's the right shape but the wrong colour.
0: Yeah. It's the fin on it, isn't it? That everyone's saying really makes it look like that. Yeah, it makes it look exactly like that. So that for me, I thought that was a great callback. The R five callback was fantastic as well. <laughs> Again, didn't expect to see R five. I think nobody did after he uh, had a bad motivator, you know. Yeah. Um, I thought that was the end for R five. Bless him. But it was good to see him back. Um, and and I think for for the way that the the introduction to that particular episode was, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, any other things from that particular scene before we move on to the next one, guys? No. No. So let's, let's jump into one of the biggest talking points and the name of the episode, The Marshal. So he's obviously on a mission to find a Mandalorian on Tatooine. Now, at that point in time, guys, I'm, I'm not alone thinking I was the only person that thought, yeah, that's Boba Fett. It's got to be Boba Fett, right?
2: He didn't look big enough for Boba Fett.
0: No, before we see him, oh, obviously yeah. his, his, his kind of mission was to go to Tatooine to find another Mandalorian. Yes. Yeah. There was, you know, I mean, they're, 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 there's clearly loads of Mandalorians out there. But for me, at that point, the, the fanboy in me was like, it's got to be Boba Fett, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then, I did, so you, go on, Mera, sorry.
1: I did think for probably about two seconds, and then I'm like, well, maybe that's too obvious. So maybe there's another one out there. So, but, but yes, I first thought of Bubba.
0: A little bit of a misdirection, perhaps. Yeah. But as we know, the misdirection came because, to your point, Dave, we saw Boba Fett standing there, or the Marshal at that point in time, at the entrance to the bar, the cantina. And, Dave, what made you think that's not really Boba Fett? It was his size.
1: He just, he didn't
0: fill the armor. No.
1: I'm like, he's too skinny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, Timor Morrison, I'm not saying you're fat by any stretch of the ima- imagination there, mate. Uh, or Daniel Logan, for that particular matter, whoever. Uh, but I think, Dave, yeah, you're hitting an owl on the head.
2: broader shouldered maybe.
0: Yes. There you go. That's a great description. And and, and it was I've- too
1: much space between his, you know, the the chest plate and his pants. So I was like, what the heck is that? Sorry, long torso. Maybe I should have said that. Eh.
0: <laughs> yeah, the chest plate didn't really cover his torso the way it probably should have done um, or the way it did for Boba Fett did anyway. But um, we then obviously find out that the guy takes off his helmet now. As soon as he did that, I thought, all right, that's not Boba Fett now because you know this is the way. Anybody else think he's definitely not a Mandalorian then?
1: No, yeah.
0: Uh, my initial reaction
2: was that he looked like how I imagined, and I think how I've seen Kyle Katarn look. So I don't know if that means anything to anybody else.
0: Was that Bo Katarn's brother? No,
2: he was in um, Jedi Outcast, the computer games. I
0: haven't played it, sad to say. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, I, have, I have heard a lot of people talking about the fact that this episode was very close to Star Wars Galaxy, the computer game, so it wouldn't surprise me if there was influence from that game as well.
2: Yeah, I don't know what it was. I think it's from either from the game itself, which I do remember playing, where possibly you saw the character at the beginning of it, or it's from the action figures that came from the game, because there was obviously at the same time as, as to the Empire and things like that and there was, there was launching the figures that went with that they also launched figures from things like Jedi Outcast, and so that, that for me I, I initially thought it was like the goatee and the swept over hair and I just thought that reminds me of Carl Katar
0: so let's actually talk about Timothy Olyphant then just very quickly I thought he was great I thought he played Cobb very well. I have issues with Cobb, but we'll get to that in just a minute. Um, he's very handsome, isn't he? He's a very handsome man. He is. Almost yeah. too handsome for the role. But Star Wars has got quite quite a few handsome men in it. Let's be honest. Come on. You know, Oscar Isaac, he's an attractive man. I don't think he's this attractive. No, young, well, what about well, Harrison Ford? Well,
3: oh, well, Harrison Ford back in the... Did you say Mark Hamill? Yes. No way. He's, he's not a, objectively, he's not a handsome man. He was younger. No,
0: disagree.
1: Are we leaving that to you guys, or should I be typing in about handsome?
0: <laughs> well, Mera, we didn't want to be stereotypical in this
1: Okay, thanks. Okay.
0: We're, we're, we're a modern podcast. But uh, okay. yeah, who's the handsomest, Mera? I was going to say, but over to you, Mera, for the ultimate decision. <laughs>
1: <laughs> who's the handsomest? You guys know my answer, although Our it's not. But it's okay. Um, yes, I have to say Timothy is a little bit prettier than all of them right now.
0: Brother. There we go. We have the, uh, the, the, the ultimate decision there, that Timothy Olyphant is, is the sexiest man in Star Wars at the moment. There you go. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely, which is why we...
3: Anyway, just, just so you know, update on the Jedi Council poll that's going on during this podcast. 81% of people agree with me that the Mandalorian is a bad guy.
0: How many votes have we got? One. Twenty-one.
2: Oh, really? I can't believe you've
0: actually launched that vote. I didn't realize
3: yeah, you have I have watched it for an hour and five minutes. Glad to know the Jedi Council voted that he was a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> so by the end of the show, we'll know what people think.
0: Interesting. Okay, okay. Well let's let's wait and see. Um but moving on back to Timothy Oliphant, he did a great he was great, right? His his character kind of from the introduction. Obviously we learned about the backstory of Cobb, um, which I'm going to get to in just a moment, but then obviously how his character kind of progressed and kind of looks after the the whole town and stuff like that guys what did you think of Timothy apart from being incredibly good looking can't get past him being so handsome
3: Alex no, I'm I thought it was I thought I thought it was a inspired piece of casting because obviously he's played a sheriff in Deadwood in the past, but he just he just reeked cool. And, you know, being in a bar scene, like to Dave's point earlier, where he said it was very Western, it, it was, wasn't it? This episode, it, it was classic that Western mixed with, well, being in a different environment, not a space environment, which to me is classic Star Wars. And so I felt that he really, I thought he was just, I just don't think they could have picked anyone better. And I really hope he's in future episodes.
1: He was good and justified too. If you guys saw that, it was kind of a similar western guy, wore the hat and yeah. So yeah.
0: I must admit when, when they was in the cantina and the barman or the the, the, the barman twilak who runs it says to uh, says to Mando, ask him for yourself
2: he was, he was a Nycto. Yeah. He, he was what? He was a Nycto. Wasn't he a Twilight?
0: He wasn't Twilek. He wasn't Twilak. Oh no no i'm not i'm not i'm getting uh, no i'm thinking a weak way rather than the twilight oh, okay.
2: weak way. yes 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 he it was could a weak
0: way him. sorry yeah. it was more, i thought it was a weak way but uh um, oh, yeah. weak way yes oh, twilight what an idiot <laughs> silly me um but where was i going with that oh yeah as soon as he spun around and saw him i was thinking the um i could just hear the clint eastwood type music coming on in the background uh, Kind of in the background, I was thinking, yeah, that would be a perfect time to play that kind of music. Obviously, it didn't, but nevertheless, it was playing into that whole Western theme and kind of storyline behind it. Dave, what were you thinking when, when it, with Timothy Olyphant and his character and the portrayal of Cobb?
2: Oh, definitely, and I even to the point where after he's he's got the drinks and he's pouring them out on the table, and then it it becomes obvious that there's an issue between the Mandalorian and him because of him having. And he stands up, and it's, it is almost a case of they're about to draw pistols. They're, they're about to have who can draw fastest.
0: Yeah. Again, playing into that Western yeah. scene, um, which is absolutely... Ali, why are you pulling the face?
3: I can see you all! My Skype's working! <laughs> it's the first time I've been able to see you all! I've been staring at mirror for the last 20 minutes. <laughs>
0: There's me thinking it was something slightly relative to the conversation. No, so I'm quite excited that my Skype worked. Oh, sorry. We're, we're gonna, we'll edit that out in post. Um, so. So
1: did anybody else get that feeling from Mando? I'm not looking at Allie. I can't look at Ali. Um, uh, did you guys feel it? I thought that he did a great job the minute that Timothy, or should I call him Cobb, took off the helmet so nonchalantly and it's almost like Mando's demeanor just was like he was offended I felt yeah. like, I feel his offense like what are you doing you and then uh, then he was like you're an imposter give me that it it's, was it's, perfectly done even though you couldn't see his face I'm like yes
0: that that's that's the really important part of that whole scene is that he's wearing the armor he's wearing the helmet yet you could still tell he was really annoyed at that particular part in time
1: yeah Good acting, good body, like, response, I thought. Well,
0: because I, I have a question on this, though, right?
3: And, it, and it will, we'll talk about the big reveal at the end later, right? But in terms of timelines and the fact that they're both bounty hunters, do you think they would have come across each other in the past? And so he would have taken one look at him and go, I know that armor, and I know you're not Boba Fett. We're talking about timelines which could have crossed here. Well... And they're both bounty hunters.
1: But then again, remember, um, both... well, Boba Fett's been
3: in... And both on Tatooine. And, the, and he said, the Mandalorian says, I've spent a lot of time on Tatooine at the beginning.
2: Which is why he knows how to speak to the Sun people.
3: Right. Yeah, so which is why... I mean, we'll get into that later. I've got some theories. But I, I thought that was kind of interesting. I did wonder if he was like, saw the armor and was like, I, I know that's not you because I know you're, you're the way you look and Tamara's point about the way he looked. But I just wondered if it was kind of... Because the thing we don't know, because you can't see the Mandalorian's faces, is, that, is he sort of thinking, okay, this this isn't right. What, what does this mean for the future? And I think that's kind of cool.
2: It, it was only, though, when Timothy had taken off or Cobb had taken off the helmet that his demeanor changed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a fair point because obviously that's when the altercation kind of starts. The hostility between the two of them. There was that realisation that he is not who he's dressed as, if that makes sense. Well,
2: well, if he didn't know, and this was the point I thought Ali might have been about to move into this point. So for me he didn't have an issue with him until he took the helmet off. And I know that The Mando's creed is, this is the way you keep the helmet on, you don't show your face. But we've seen previously that all other Mandalorians, other than Boba Fett, have always taken the helmets off. Jango Fett used to do it. Um, And then the the Mandalorians from the Clone Wars have always done it. The Mandalorians from Rebels TV shows have always done it. Sabine was consistently not wearing a helmet. Yeah. So the only ones that we ever know that don't are Boba Fett, and now the Mandalorians from the Mandalorian TV show. So he wouldn't he wouldn't have necessarily known that when he took the helmet off, he wasn't the Mandalorian, because Mandalorians are stock human species.
3: Yeah, but, but what I was saying, is he might have realised at that point that it wasn't who he thought it was going to be.
2: Exactly. So, so yes. Yeah, so, so that then that, that's where I didn't know if that's where you were going with that. If he actually did recognise
0: what that's what I was saying. Yeah, looked like. So it's not necessarily him taking his helmet off that is the issue. It's as soon as he does, he sees the person under the helmet and goes, you're not who you are. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. If they'd met each other
3: in the past, which they may have done, that that could have been like sort of why you sort of showing that doesn't belong to you.
0: Yes. I mean,
3: mean, that's all kind of headcanon territory, I know, but I think it's kind of cool that it's possible.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because obviously... He's wearing the the armor of Boba Fett. We know this is set five years after Return of the Jedi. That yep. is right, yeah. Which means five years ago, he still would have been in and around the Bounty Hunter Guild. So would the Mando in a very probably earlier part of his mm-hmm. career, because you know he didn't get his best card till the previous season. Mm-hmm. So. You know and everybody knows Boba Fett was known across the universe as being this ga- galaxy as this ultimate bounty hunter who's absolutely brilliant at what he does which is why he works for the empire so yeah to your point their, their swords could have crossed absolutely yeah it's a, sorry it, it, I know it's all like kind of just speculation, superstition,
3: superstition. what I like about this is is actually in a way that the films didn't really too often do it you can speculate about this like at the end, you know, I want to talk about some crazy theories about Boba Fett at the end. But, you know, I think it's really, really cool that it's given us that sort of... It's not being spoon-fed to us in the way
0: that the films were. I really like that. So just before we get into Boba, because I think that's going to take up a hefty chunk of the conversation to a certain extent. I mentioned this on the previous show that we did, which was just a very quick review about... Um, cob and me having a little bit of beef now we're going into the detail um if you Can are you a cob with cob i have a cob on with cob Abs- absolutely yes exactly
3: mary this is than speak so you won't understand what's going on here dave please translate to her that you've just said that he has a bread roll with cob <laughs> <laughs> that's right isn't it
2: no, 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 no. A cob on is, is to have an issue with.
3: But cob means different things in different parts of the North mera And the world, because it could be corn on the cob.
0: Yeah, totally. But anyway,
2: anyway,
0: my, my issue is if you are um, someone who has read the Aftermath books, there is um, a chapter in there where they talk about Boba Fett's armour. And this is obviously one of the new books in the New World written at the time where Disney had taken over, so therefore that was canon. Yet the story around how Cobb gets his armor in The Mandalorian is different to how he gets it in Aftermath. So for those of you that aren't familiar, he gets it through an arrangement with somebody at the Mining Guild, spots it, the guy from the Mining Guild wants it, he says, no, I'm going to take it, and then he takes it. Whereas obviously how we see it in the Mandalorian is that he's walking around the desert with this ice cream maker um, that we've seen being used before with crystals in it. He gets found by Jawas. The Jawas have got the suit and then he exchanges it. So while it's similar, it's still different. And while I don't have, I think beef's a little bit extravagant of of a phrase, but it's like can can they please stick to one canon? Because it seems as though they keep changing their mind. And we've seen this before, haven't we? With Dave, you know, we we kind of mentioned this, didn't we, in the Clone Wars? Um, yeah. how things are different with with not Ezra, with um Ahsoka, Ahsoka and Rex. Yeah. And you know, and I know Dave it's you mentioned the Ahsoka it. novel. Yeah, the Ahsoka novel's different and how things she ends up where she does as part of the story. And again, that's that's part of the, 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 the Lucasfilm stroke Disney canon that's been established. And again, I just changed their mind a tiny bit. And while it's not a big deal, and if you're somebody who hasn't read the books, you're not going to know this. But nevertheless, it's still a bit like, well, pick a lane.
2: It's, it's continuity.
0: It's continuity. Exactly. And this book was only written four years ago, four, maybe five years ago? Um, Aftermath.
2: Yeah, it's probably about five-year-old now. Yeah.
0: So it's not like it Splinter of the Mind's Eye that was written in 1978. Um, it's a fairly recent book. And, and you know, I think that, that kind of it bugged me a tiny bit, probably more than it should have done. But, you know, Dave, you've, you've read the book as well. Did, yeah. did that kind of stand out as a issue? I'm using it, air quotes. I guess it, it didn't
2: because it's, it's been a while since I've read the book. And smaller details like that, that didn't really have a massive impact on the, overall story i probably moved on from and and couldn't remember the exact details so that's that's my honest answer um
0: so it's just me being overly particular and sensitive and being a massive nerd yes yes yes
2: it is um but also no because i agree with you about the continuity it's you you would hope that the people who ultimately are controlling the direction that is going into it's reviewing or they are reviewing everything before it goes into production to just say there's
0: a slight
2: discrepancy there and <laughs> for me it almost smacks of that there isn't there are, they don't have one person in that position managing it for continuity
3: I think there is an answer for this one though. go on now I think there is I think that what's happened here is, is that we are starting to see parts of the storyline from the 2014 Boba Fett film that ever left pre-production. The film went into pre-production at the exact time as that book was written. I think that book was meant to lead onto the film much like we had events going before Galaxy's Edge was opened and Batuu. And I think what's happened is, is that 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 didn't happen where it was supposed to. Now they're trying to use some of those ideas and concepts from that in current production.
2: I I don't disagree with that, but if that's the case, just be consistent. If you've already already on the route of using an established uh, path for something, then stick to that path.
3: But I think because of the way The Mandalorian is developing, they they have to think about the way that they do things a bit differently.
2: But you, you could have, okay, for the sake of argument then, you could quite easily have used exactly the same um, description of what happened for um, Cobb getting the armour. You, you could have still used the aftermath storyline yeah. and easily woven it into what we actually saw on screen.
0: And to your earlier point, David, wouldn't have made, and it doesn't make a massive make impact difference. on the story, it just would have been consistency. Yes,
2: because it, it's not something that the entire then plot
0: hangs on. Exactly. It's just a it's a small reference from a book, but again, it just kind of, this is me picking holes, and you know what, Star Wars fans were the best at picking holes, right? Let's be honest. So um, having that, discontinu- I, I don't want to label the point a bit too much. It's just continuity. Yeah, it's not hard to do so. Just on that, then, do we want to jump into the story around the crate dragon now? Yes, yes, Dave. We had an offline conversation about this, uh, and you and I kind of, when we saw this, we both kind of thought that's a pretty big crate dragon, yes, (laughs) um, and you know, when you look at the skeleton in A New Hope, when you hear about it being referenced in other parts of the universe, the crate dragon doesn't sound like this ginormous thing that we are presented with. Because in in the EU and then in, in even in now the, the the newer canon, if a and Dave, let me know if this is wrong, uh, but I think it's right. If a Tusken Raider kills a crate dragon, it's a, a badge of honor you know it's a kind of uh, age thing they're meant to do yeah. it as, as, as right the 15 year old or something isn't it yeah. yeah so that in itself should have been something that's quite easy to do and when they said it's a crate dragon well not easy but you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> um, when they said it's going to take all these people i'm like how big is this bloody thing because it, it uh, and then obviously we've, we've seen this ginormous monster they've but doesn't it come back to the
3: video game, Alex, that we were talking about earlier? And I don't know if anyone here has played Star Wars Galaxies, but that's one of the missions.
2: Well, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic, um, one of the side missions, you, you you hunt down to try and get a crate Dragon Pearl to using your lightsaber. And it, it provides one of the, the additional... I say abilities, but it strengthened the blade.
3: So, but, but so Star Wars Galaxy was an online multiplayer from two thousand and two, and what you had to do was was gather a large group, like a hunt group, to attack the crate dragon. And I think that's where the inspiration's coming from this for this version of it. Right.
2: Yes. Yeah, so now so the old Republic is what ninety five, something like that.
0: So it's taking elements of the computer of different computer games throwing it together to create something on screen so i've never played yep. star wars galaxies um so I yep. uh, you know if that if that sounds to be fair i might have to dig it out especially if it's a 2005 thing you can probably download an online version but i might have to check it out but if you think about it then if your only exposure to the crate dragon is seeing the skeleton in the new hope it's, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a shift to a certain extent. Um, but the thing that also stood out for me... Is-
3: sorry, Alex, again, just stop me here. Isn't it the same dragon skeleton that we see in this episode as that? It's in the same position.
2: Do we, we can't be do- the same one from a lots new of people, lots, lots and
3: lots of people have been doing the photos side by side, and it looks like it's the same one.
2: It can't be, because the one in A New Hope was in the desert eight years previously. Yeah. Because we saw it at the very beginning of A New Hope, when the um, when the droids escape the Tantive Four, and they first land, crash land the escape pod on Tatooine, and just before they go their separate ways, you see them walk past or stood by a large skeleton that's half buried in the sand.
3: Yeah.
2: If that's the same crate dragon, that's eight years prior to the Mandalorian.
3: Well, these peoples are fools, then, Dave. You wouldn't they hear me make a bold comment. They <laughs> are yeah. By the way, can I give you a quick update oh, quickly to kind of the The Twitter poll—I accidentally framed the question wrong. It turns out everyone agrees with you and not me.
2: Yes. Yes. I know. I've had a look at it while you were doing
3: that. Just <laughs> oh, wanted you know. Oh. So, I've even voted against my own opinion in the Twitter poll. <laughs>
0: Ladies and gentlemen, you of the, the, the listeners of the show. anytime you see a random tweet from us that really doesn't make sense, you can now probably guess where it's come from. No, it makes complete sense. I just didn't make the point that I wanted to. <laughs> and everybody <laughs> supporting. No, I just wanted to correct
3: myself earlier before
0: I claimed a massive victory at the end, knowing that I was wrong. I, I did it wrong. And looking at the numbers, it looks like you're going to have a resounding loss.
3: I oh, know. I oh, know yeah anyway
0: sorry back to the point so going back to the crate dragon um the other thing that stood out for me was its home where they actually said he ate a sarlacc yes now we know through the sarlacc pit in in return of the jedi this is a massive thing we know that again through other literature there are there isn't just one sarlacc um there are multiple sarlaccs but when it said it ate the sarlacc Again, it was the, the simplistic minded me was like that explains how the armor for Boba Fett has been exposed for want of a better word. Yeah, if it was the same one, yeah. but you would imagine. Well, we don't know how long he's lived in the silic pit that he, that he ate, um, and it also that that particular silic pit was in a different part of the planet because it was the great the pit of cartoon. Thank you very much. And you would have imagined if that's where this particular Krayt Dragon lived, they would have said that. Because again, it would have been a fantastic Easter egg.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But that okay. So I might, there was a couple of other things for that Krayt Dragon, which just stood out for me as being slightly different. Um, even before you got to the Sarlacc pit, and it was when it was first introduced, there was the, the rumbling that everybody ran outside of the cantina and what have you. And It almost swam through the sand. And it reminded me more, and I think i would mentioned this in, the, in our private groups previously, it reminded me of the June um, sandworms.
0: It reminded me of the film Tremors.
2: It reminded me of Tremors as well, that one scene. Yes, where the ground is shaking and it comes through. I agree yep. with that. Um, but when you see it come out of the ground, it's almost like a massive shark's mouth. Yes. and It then grabs the bantha um, just outside the, 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 the town. Um, and th- at that point, that just reminded me then of um, the, the, the sandworms from June.
0: Absolutely. The, the,
2: scale and- of it, the massive mouth.
0: And the other thing that surprised me was the, the acid from its mouth. Yes. Now, yeah. again, I haven't where I haven't played the games or anything, I don't know if that was a thing that happened. But the mm. moment it did it, I was a bit like, oh wow, okay. Wasn't expecting that. You know, um, complete and utter carnage brutality of taking out all of these these Tuscan Raiders, Mary, you know. I just see the face that you just pulled there. Same with you, right? It was a bit of a shock.
1: Yeah, I wasn't expecting like goo to come out of his mouth. <laughs> I'm like, all I could think of at well, I don't know, this is spoilers, right? Like go into the, the
0: spoilers, Mary, it's all good.
1: Okay. So like at the after the defeat, you see Mando, and all I could think of was that he was he's been slimed. So I'm, like, Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> like locked. Oh, thought, back. to be honest, I thought it was actually a Sarlacc. But you I take, guess they don't move like I, that. I thought about it. My first instance was, oh, a Sarlacc is coming. They, do, they wouldn't move because they're sedentary, right? They, they're stationary, really, because they're so huge? Or, anyway.
3: But I'd always assumed that they had, like, huge... They, they killed people with acid. That's how I always assumed that they killed people.
2: They slowly digested so, over a thousand years.
3: Right. I wasn't surprised by the fact acid came out of its mouth, because I was the same as you, Mayor. That's what I thought was happening, but what, uh, what do I know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I suppose my, my image of a salak, uh, of a, Sarlacc, of a um, Kray Dragon is still coming from I guess the this Knights of the Old Republic where it was more of a lizard, a large lizard, don't get me wrong, like, we're talking big lizard, but it ran around on legs. Whereas this was much more like a worm, like a serpent.
3: Do, do you know, Dave, like, sorry, I should have made this point before. I never heard of one of these things until this episode. Maren might be the same, I don't know. But, like, I, I'd never heard of these things. And so it was all a big surprise to me. So it was only I read up on it afterwards to find out things about it. But, like, I had no expectation, So I just thought it was, like, this really huge thing, which was a little bit like something out of a Harry Potter or a little bit bigger than what we saw in Rise of Skywalker, but really, really cool snake thing. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, so, so I so I know you mentioned the other podcast, but I thought that's where one of these different layer things came in, which is really, really cool in you. The fact that you knew this stuff, I had no idea. And I just thought it was a really cool snake thing that was called a yeah thing, a dragon.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, so
1: it's far enough. It's far enough. Um, yeah. a lot of us aren't probably going to know. I mean, I like I said, I thought it was the Sarlacc at first, but then, you know, the movement and then him coming out clearly didn't look like one, at least according to the pitches that are on Wikipedia and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it looked kind of like a dragon, but a technical crate dragon, I, I didn't have a, a real reference to because I haven't played the games and I... You know, so I think it's a nice surprise for people who are like, "Oh, that's really groovy and yuck," but
2: yeah. The last takeaway point for that was something that my my sons mentioned when we were watching it, and the scene where they tempt the crape dragon out of its cave, and you see it come out, grab one of the sand people, and then. <laughs> Um, according to my sons, reminded them of Hungry Hippos, the game.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Like. <definitely. laughs> yeah, it goes
0: forward, slams its jaw shut, and then retreats.
1: I, I must admit, it, it,
0: that reminded me more like of Jurassic Park. You know where they put the yeah. goat out for the T-Rex? Yes. That was like literally lambs to the slaughter, and actually, that's kind of the, 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 the thought that I had the moment they did that. Uh, the other part of that scene, actually, you saying that, Dave, just completely prompted me that, the the call that they made is exactly the same as what we hear in A New Hope.
2: That Obi-Wan makes.
0: Yeah. So, again, the way the sounds are consistent from, well, depending if you're the, the, the I can see Ali making a the face, the, the, the noise he makes, is that from the... It's from the, special, original, from the original version. original, not, so not the special not, edition.
3: Oh, yeah, exactly. So it depends which version you've seen, because a lot of people have never seen that original version. But again, that's a great Easter egg, right? Well, I, I like the fact that George cannon, George Lucas changed Canon and then it got
0: changed back. <laughs> well, if we're knowing that there's multiple crate dragons, maybe they all make different noises. Oh, well, that would be good as well. Uh, so is...
3: sorry, the only reason I was doing that was just for accuracy so that you know people don't come back and say, No, 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 Alex. It's well, it's it's kind of, of truth and justice and
0: honesty. <laughs> Yeah, you're not contrary whatsoever. Um but I think yeah the the Crate the Dragon was a fantastic East Dragon and the final one, Dave, the the Pearl. Um yeah, yeah. I know we touched on it already and what it what it did, but when I saw that, I was a bit like, Oh, okay, this is this is interesting. It'd be really interesting to hear if we get the opportunity to go back to Tatooine to find out what they actually do with the Pearl.
2: I didn't expect it to be that big. Again, going back to the Knights of the Old Republic,
0: it was a small thing that fitted in the lightsaber. Then again, the bigger the dragon, the bigger the pole. Yeah, well. <laughs> yes. I I don't know if that's based in any type of scientific fact or not, but it's Star Wars, so I'm going to go with yes.
1: I <laughs> know.
0: Why not? Why
3: not? Um, can I? Can I? Can I? We've skipped over a little bit here. Can I? Can I bring us back to the relationship between? the Mandalorian and the sand people Mm -hmm. because up to now, the sand people haven't really had a relationship with anyone and he can talk their language. He can do the Sand language. He can literally speak like them. I kind of thought that was really interesting in terms of showing that he had obviously been on Tatooine for quite some time, but also that he was able to really transcend the normal barriers and look at people differently
2: I thought that was a really, really cool thing. He, he was also able to call or make the sound that their hounds would respond to. Yeah. Well, Dave, I,
3: I know you don't want to go into, like, headcanon stuff. Alex, you know what I'm
0: going to say here, don't you? I know exactly what you're going with. I
3: immediately, as soon as I saw that scene, I wrote down, I think the Mandalorian's force sensitive. Definitely. He's, you know why? He's like, you always say Han Solo had that thing with the force. It's there. You, it's definitely there. The That's way not he, how the force works.
1: He, right. uh,
3: okay. You guys are going to be very disappointed and eating a lot of humble pie later this season. When right. he comes back, rescues that, rescues that thing, creates his own lightsaber, and off he goes. You're going to be very sorely disappointed. You've been wrong twice already today. I'm going to make that a third. Well, I guarantee... No, I'm going to be right.
2: No, never going He's
3: definitely force-sensitive. You're going to see
0: it. Ali, put okay. out another poll to the fans. Ask them. Do they think... I'm well, not going to watch?
3: do it this time, Alex, because next time I'm going to do it, when it'll be like, how right was I? A hundred percent?
2: He's not going to do it because he knows that everyone's going to vote against him again.
3: Well, oh, no, not at all, because you don't... We've already got them doing one poll, is why I'm not going to do it in normal. <laughs> but but I'm definitely right. He's force-sensitive.
2: and he's he, he is. He's just able to make the sound that the hounds are familiar with because they hear it from Watch the... Watch it again, yeah. Dave.
0: Watch In his own native it. language. That's the way
3: that stuff's missing him and stuff. Watch it. I, I picked up straight away, and there are articles out there saying that that's what's going to happen.
2: Yeah, but by, by all accounts, there's articles that you've been reading that claimed it was the same crate Dragon that had died eight years previously. No, that
3: was on Twitter, Dave. Twitter's very different. Okay. The articles that I've been reading are the ones that give the exact... Exact storyline of the rise of Skywalker days before it came out. Alex will tell you that's true. The ones that told us about the poster that was true. They're all coming true. I I would be incredibly surprised if he's not force sensitive. Now Lucasfilm is like the leakiest thing in the world. I, I don't necessarily have a
0: problem with him being false sensitive. I may or may not have an issue with him having a lightsaber. I just think it's a it's an easy way to go, yeah. if that's the case, because we've seen Finn in episode nine realise he's full sensitive, right? That's and what I think it's going to follow that exact pattern. Yeah, and uh, he's done it once, and it was good, but I don't. He doesn't need to be full sensitive. What does Star Wars always do, Alex? Repeat itself. That's what it does.
3: You've also got this situation where we're pretty sure Ahsoka's gonna turn up. Sabine Wren's gonna turn up. She's had the dark saber. She's not false sensitive, but she knows how to use it. It's all
0: there. It's all there. We'll see. We will see. We will see. Mera, do you think Namando is false sensitive?
1: Like I don't.
0: Okay. So on our poll, we win let's see what happens by the end of season episode eight or chapter 16 as the case may be. Yes. Okay. Um, the other thing I just wanted to talk about was where is it? Where's my notes? I've actually got notes. Um, well, borrowing Some notes, I should say. Um, <clears throat> we, should we jump into Boba Fett? Yeah. Hey? <laughs> right. We know they killed the dragon We get to the end, Boba Fett, uh, sorry, uh, the Mandalorian rides off into the sunset with the uh, armor on his speeder. Cut to the end is Timor Morrison standing there. The scene's maybe 10 seconds-ish. Now, initial reaction was, oh my God, it's Boba Fett, because we know who he is. IMDB says he plays Boba Fett in the episode. But that leads me to have quite a few other questions because when they see, when you see it cut to him, he's got the clothing of a Tuscan Raider. Yeah, he's got a gaffy. Is it a gaffy stick? Get gaffy stick, whatever it's called, on his back, and he's carrying the same blaster that the Sand People are wearing. That leads me to the conclusion, rightly or wrongly. Again, I'm sure we'll find out. And I, my head cannon. Is now telling me, he escapes the Sarlacc pit. He gets found by the Tuscan Raiders. They sell his armor to the Jawas for whatever. Look after him, and he becomes an honorary Tuscan Raider. What do we think? I think there's four alternative views
3: here. There's four possible solutions, and I think you're right with this one because we have to ask ourselves why was he there? That's the first question. Why was he there? And if he was wearing what we both think he was wearing, by the way, Alex, then was he fighting down there? Was he part of the people attacking?
0: But, he just, but he just had a mask on.
3: Yes. Well, you would never know, would you? They're all wearing masks. No one knows what's underneath it. Exactly. So that's, I think that is one theory that is potentially true. I'll let the others
0: feed into this, and then I shall go through my other theories. Mera, what do you think? Do you think that's a good theory?
1: Yeah, I do. I mean, they must I wonder if they thought he was alive at first. I mean, how did he escape? I'm sure, you know, this is definitely Boba Fett, right? Uh, can we safely assume that this is really him? So yeah. we're going to have this story, this reveal of how he did and maybe, you know, because why else would he pot with his with his armor? Or maybe there was just the deal that here it is, keep me safe or whatever, but
2: but yeah, I bet that's plausible. Dave? Yes, it's, pl- it's plausible. It is. My, I think, we, again, a conversation I've had separately. My only issue is, is age-wise. Tamara Morrison is 57 in the real world, or 59, one um, Whereas when you look at the age of Boba Fett by this time, He should be somewhere in the region of 40 to 45. Just just bearing in mind that the Attack of the Clones, he was about 10. Let's say by the end of the Clone Wars, he would have been about 13 to 15. You then have the 20 year hiatus to A New Hope that takes him to about 35, 40, and then five years later, what's him, 40, 45. So he's, he's somewhere around that age. So he's about 15 years younger than the the guy who's playing him. Now, that doesn't mean anything because we see plenty of Hollywood men play parts of, of much younger men. We see plenty of Hollywood ladies who play parts of younger ladies. So it's not impossible, but he is possibly closer in age to a Rex than he would be to a Boba Fett. Um... I mean, you could possibly argue that with the fact that he was in the Sarlacc and made the Sarlacc's, um acid as probably surely aged him and, and given him a few extra wrinkles. Not that I'm saying to has that many wrinkles. <laughs>
1: if he's listening, you don't have
2: that if many wrinkles. He, he, tunes in weak, he tunes in to listen to our podcast.
1: Oh, of course he does. Well, I thought it would make sense if it was the – who's the – I'm sorry – What's the young Bubba Fett's name, real name? Logan. Yes. Yeah. I thought that he would, I was kind of hoping he would play Bubba Fett and yeah. then we're going to bring him anyway.
2: 35, something like that. So again, he's he's too young. 10 years younger, maybe.
1: Yeah. But they could give him a little gray hairs in his. Yeah. Middle. Yeah. Yeah. So it's either way, we're in the middle,
0: and and also let's be honest, we saw the way the Tatooine desert aged Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. Maybe two suns really
2: beat down on you with the ultraviolet.
0: That's one hell of a suntan, but ultimately you look like an old dude before your time.
1: Let's yeah. go with that. I like that. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so Ali, what are the other three three uh, scenarios or theories <laughs> that you've 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 thought of or seen? Okay, so now that I've correctly identified
3: that bounty hunters are good guys, unlike the rest of you, you know, I've correct, correctly identified that, despite your arguments, he's still a bounty hunter. And what does the Mandalorian have on him?
0: Bounty. bounty.
3: He has the child, the biggest bounty out there. Because you have to ask again, why is he there? I know it's look good to Hollywood, it's be clear, but. The Mandalorian doesn't do stuff like this. He's there for a reason. So he could be there for the child. I mean, I'm, I'm not too sure about that one, but but it's a possibility. There could be... This is which I think is actually quite likely because of the misdirection we've seen before. Um, we have to ask how the, the sheriff obtained that armour, because he gave that perfect description where we saw on the holonet the Death Star blowing up. And we saw him taking it from the Jar Do you think that's actually true? Do you think that him and Fett are actually allies and that was a complete and utter fabrication? And in fact, they know each other. And that's how he was there, was because he knows him personally. That could be something which is interesting. Mm,
2: What what makes that not for me is that there's been multiple run-ins between um, Cobb and the the township with the Sand People. They're not friends. They're not allies in any way. Um, So the idea that um, Boba Fett's been living with the Sand People, it could even be the fact that he's lost his armour. And one of the the reasons that the Sand People keep attacking the town is for Boba Fett to try and get his armour back. But but it could it could be a huge
3: misdirection if you like, you know they could be aligned as well. He could be doing a Luke Skywalker and trying to disassociate himself from his past.
2: But you, you see the you see the reaction of the township with the idea of teaming up with the Sand People. They're not but, happy
3: about it. But sand. that's because you're working on the idea that he's definitely a Sand
0: Person, which he might not be. No. So so your your theory is. Here, Cobb being a liar yeah in cahoots with Boba Fett yeah
3: because now he's given away that armour quite easily might I add it seems like a really easy way to give away the armour which apparently is protecting that town in lots of ways because yeah. you know, why wouldn't mining guilds return why yeah, like, no would he do that unless he was with someone who was going to go and retrieve it I mean, there's going to be a confrontation, surely. We don't think that's the end of Boba Fett. He's going to... There's going to... Something's going to happen with him and the Mandalorian. The question is, is how is it set up and
1: why?
0: Dave, you were saying something there, mate, but you that's got broke we'll up a little out.
2: bit. Is that, is that mayor?
1: Oh, is that what we're going to find out?
0: Hopefully.
2: But... Well, I thought you said Dave had a comment on it. Adam. Yeah, Dave, you were sorry, talking there. Sorry. I could so oh, say, the, the reason that the armour is still useful to Cobb because the, the, the mining guild have been kicked out, and, and so they're unlikely to return. Or if they had returned, then I'm assuming that the uh, in the armour would have again booted them out. So but they're, they're more right
3: right likely to return now the armor's not there
2: they're not necessarily going to know the armor's not there that was five years before he kicked them out of the township uh, the, the fall of the empire so I he kicked, he kicked them out back then the right the idea that that someone will return. return the but, the idea,
3: but the idea that they're just going to live in perfect isolation it's
2: just not plausible oh no no i agree with that i agree with that but the mining guild over the last five years have either tried to return again and been kicked out again, or they've cut their losses and just walked away from the mining township and left it at that. Okay, the only threat that, they, that they've had in recent years has been the sand people and the crate dragging.
3: But there will <laughs> be other threats, and they've just given away their one deterrent. Well, they're now friends with the sand people. No, they're not. But the sand people aren't going to come to their aid. The sand people just aren't going to attack them unless they don't attack them. That was the agreement. Well, so no, they, I, yeah, but,
2: but they're, they're no longer enemies warring.
3: But and, other enemies will come. They always
2: well, do.
0: Well, not necessarily, because when you think when when he lands and is told about the place, Moss, oh. Pelo, Pelo,
1: oh.
0: Pelo, whatever it is, something like that. That he's told that nobody can really find it on the map nobody's really sure where it exists anymore it was in this area and you might go and find it so the only people that are going to go there are the people that are going to know that it's there now let's assume again this is all assumption right let's assume the same yeah, vehicle, mine too you know you know the tuscan raiders aren't because they're now friends of them the mining guild aren't because they've been kicked out already so unless you're going there for a specific purpose are you going to want to go there or actually find it there's there's nothing important that's there you know, it's not like an Espa or a Moss Eisley where it's a, a shipping port. It's just a village in the middle of the desert. Yeah, but if
3: you were the sheriff in charge, would you take that chance?
2: Maybe over the last five years, he's built up a decent militia of the, the, the townspeople. I, there, was, there, there was enough people who were prepared to go and face down a crate Dragon.
3: I just think there was so much focus on that storyline that there is a a big likelihood that it's going to be a misdirection.
0: So with regards to bringing this back to Boba Fett, there's a couple of ideas. Obviously, we're not really going to know until the story progresses. No. From what we know of other cameos that are coming, do we think that this particular one being the fleeting vision view of who they are, Do we think some of the other cameos that are coming later on in in the the series are going to be fleeting like that or directly involved into the storyline? Now, I have a feeling Ahsoka will be heavily involved more than others, but some might be just fleeting a couple of minutes and then gone. What do we think, guys?
1: Well, so so
3: my view is, is that the next episode is going to continue on Tatooine and we're going to see that altercation all coming together. But we know because of the trailer that a lot of this is not based on Tatooine. So it, it, it's going to be really interesting because the other thing is we don't know is that if they're, these devices are to set up new shows on Disney Plus in the future. That's something we don't know.
0: So I think it will depend on those sort of things. It's funny you say that because my, I didn't automatically assume that the next episode would be on Tatooine. Because we've seen in the, in the first season where he jumps around from planet to planet. Um, I genuinely thought he's kind of fulfilled his mission for this episode. He's gone to Tatooine. He's found the Mandalorian. Realised it isn't a Mandalorian. So now he's going somewhere else. He's taking that huge hunk of meat back somewhere. So, wow. I
3: think, so I think they're going to start off with a massive barbecue. There's the ships
0: being repaired with the droids.
1: With, with Pele.
0: Yep. <laughs> I was thinking he just took that for stock on his flight because he's got to eat when he's on his on his uh, razor crest, right? Oh, he'd be very damaged by the sand by then. It'd be awful.
1: And the child's a carnivore. I mean... Exactly.
0: He He's live frogs, for God's sake, let he's alone me from a particular. crate dragon.
1: Yeah, not particular at all. He doesn't care if the legs are flying. <laughs> and he's
0: a, he's a growing lad as well. He needs to eat, so, you know. So that might have actually been... For, for Mm-hmm. And their space journey is continuing. Yeah.
3: That, that is interesting to me because I, I honestly just assumed the next episode is going to be on Tatooine. Because right, I, Tatooine, I don't see how they're going to get back there any other way. Or why. More well, maybe they will.
0: They've been back to it once before.
3: Chances are they'll go back to it again. I know, but just knowing all the cameos that they have to fit in in seven
2: episodes. For me now, I mean the, the, the bigger question is, he walks away from that the, the showdown with the crate dragon. He's no further forward on his quest.
3: None. Indeed, in fact he still has to find the first Mandalorian, doesn't he? He
2: does.
3: But there is a Mandalorian there. Who just found him and fo- started to follow him. or well, didn't start to follow him, but looked like he might
2: track him. Are you saying him. that Boba Fett is a Mandalorian again?
0: I think he is still a Mandalorian. Based on based on the conclusion that we got at the end of season one, where it said Mandalorian is a creed, not a race. Technically, yes, but he's probably not a Mandalorian born of Mandalore.
3: Yeah, but he's he's the only Mandalorian. He wears Mandalorian. On. He hasn't met and doesn't know of, and we've seen him in the TV series.
2: But he okay, so he. We know that being born on Mandalore doesn't make you Mandalore.
3: Who was originally killed by a Jedi, Jedi as well, which is what they're really tracking down. Yeah. So he but, has intimate knowledge of the Jedi, unlike many
2: people. Well, from what I remember, Dave Filoni was the one who came out and said that Django wasn't Mandalorian. Correct.
3: How, dumb when dumb did dumb. he say that, though? That was um, yeah. Years ago? yeah, so times. that doesn't
2: count anymore, does it? True, but it, but Dave Filoni's heavily involved in this, yeah. But you changed that his was mind. Dave Filoni's view of it. Why would he then go around changing his perspective for the exact same reason,
3: reason Captain Rex had two different memories of the way the Order 66 happened? True, that was Filoni,
2: true, yeah, yeah, continuity. We already know that they have problems with that you okay so you, you, you've you also got that okay so let's say jango was you've then got boba fett so if, if we go down the route of what we're saying that to be a mandalorian you were brought up to mandalorian creed and trained in the mandalorian way boba fett wasn't boba was an orphan at the age of 10 only a few years older than the Mandalorian was when he was orphaned. Yep. The difference being that the Mandalorian was then inducted and trained all the way through to adulthood in the way of Mandalore. Where Boba Fett wasn't.
0: Well, we see that because young Boba Fett was in Clone Wars. So yeah. you're gonna have to you're gonna have
3: to fill me in with some blanks here, Dave, because I don't know that well, where, where
1: did do, this come we, from?
2: Because we we saw um, Boba Fett. In uh, the Clone Wars. In the Clone Wars. Sure, yeah. but
3: how do you not know? As soon as he went yeah. left, he went and got training. Because that's only. Uh, and, and then he became a foundling.
2: Because he'd have to spend the rest of his formative years with Mandalorians and being trained. And we know he was. Maybe he,
3: that. Maybe it was on the, in his ship. That's where you go.
2: Hey. Eh? Yeah, because he, he he led his own little. Gang. Family, Gang. Yeah. Group.
3: yeah. But but that's yeah, why I mean. it's not it's not too big a jump to believe
2: that he, he did. There no adult Mandalors there who kept in control of him, and mm. to do, were, because there's no way as a foundling he would have been allowed free reign around the galaxy to do whatever he wants. He would have been inducted, trained, been working alongside Mandalorians. Being
3: how, how long did it, for it take for Ray to become a Jedi? remember was it
0: a day two days three days yeah it was about two years just wanted to check that's the the difference is we've actually seen a young Boba Fett in the Clone Wars we've seen who he hangs around with basically we know that at that point in his life till late teens early 20s there was no influence of the Mandalorians whatsoever but there's a big gap there's a 20 year gap, but he became known as a bounty hunter, not as a Mandalorian. Yeah, he just happened he, to wear Mandalorian armor. He's wearing the armor, yeah.
1: But he adopted it.
0: But the, okay, I, I see why you're saying that. But that
3: could apply to the current Mandalorian. The only way they know he's a Mandalorian is because he's called the Mandalorian.
0: No, he was in, no, but he had his creed. He had his. Yeah, own but people creed. outside of the creed and the guild
3: didn't know they even existed. They thought he was the only one.
2: But he was part of the clan. He was always part of the clan. The only because they showed us the clan, it on the screen. The, the clan controlled what he did. And whilst he was a bounty hunter and did things for the bounties, he yeah. would always go back to the clan. He was being given direction by the clan. What?
3: But that, but we only know that because we saw that on the screen. But to the normal people outside, they wouldn't know that. They wouldn't know that. They wouldn't know he was a Mandalorian because of that.
2: But, okay, so... But that You broad- see what I'm saying? It's the same. But that, but that broadly aligns as well with the novels of how the Mandalorians treated the foundlings. Because we have seen that elsewhere in canon, such as the Karen Travis ones. And that... The way that we saw, minus the, the never taking off the helmets in public, broadly speaking, aligns to the way that we'd seen Mandalorians on, in paper elsewhere.
0: I mean, in, in, in theory, it kind of aligns to the Mandalorians that are shown in Rebels and Clone Wars. Yeah. I yeah. They, they take the um, helmets off, but it's yeah. still a clan, a group, uh, a way of life yeah. that have been rejected but obviously goes back to because of whatever. And it's the same with Boba Fett. He, he was never really, he's never actually had an experience of Mandalorian. He's only had his dad living on Camino, um, who then got taken away from him. at the. Is it 10? It is 10, isn't it? There you get oh, wow. there, there, Something like that. And after that, he goes on the run as a bounty hunter. Cause that's all he's kind of known. And effectively that's kind of where we get to. So when we get to return of the Jedi, yeah, to your point, Ali, there is a gap, but there has been nothing alluded to or even to display that he's had any formal training, formal acceptance to any Mandalorian clan other than his dad. Yeah, I I was going to say, I accept the acceptance bit, but he
3: definitely had training.
2: Yeah, I would say his training came from Aurra Sing. His training came from Bosk, from Dengar. The people that were part of the group that he formed. When he went to, uh, alone, they—they they were the people who trained him in the in the arts that he needed, so that he could get revenge on Mace Windu.
0: We saw that in the Clone I Wars. can't
3: even remember how we got here. Can
0: anyone else? You—you you were claiming, man. Uh, oh, first Mandalorian. Yeah, oh, that was it. Yep, I was right. <laughs> You're three for three tonight,
3: mate. You really are, mate. He—he's on a roll. He's definitely correct.
0: He's on a bread roll, or a cob as it as it should be. Anything else around Boba Fett we wanted to pick up on, guys? Kind of think we might cover it because there's still so much we don't know.
2: Yeah.
0: And is, some of this is is assumptions, right? But I think the 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 other thing for me is. I genuinely can't wait. And one of the things that we discussed in, in the previous show was around, we don't want this to become the Boba Fett show. And I, after the way the first episode has gone, I don't think it, it will because it was a fleeting. Yes, we've spoken about him for 15 minutes or so, but there was so much more about the episode rather than just Boba Fett. And for me, that's a really key thing. And I hope that they continue with that going forward and all the episodes where, if we have a, an hour and a half show like we're doing and we only t- spend 10, 15 minutes talking about Ahsoka, great, I want to talk about the Mando. I want to talk about his story. And I do want to talk about The Child at some point, but I'm glad it is not all about him in this particular episode.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it could even be that the reason that we saw Bobber at the very end was literally a nod to the fans to say, yes, he survived the up pit.
0: Yeah. yeah, and you know what? I would be delighted with that. I'd be happy if we don't see him for the rest of the season. Yeah. Totally.
1: Yeah.
2: One thing I did notice as well, um, the Mandalorian, sorry, no, Boba Fett's armor, I reckon is Beskar. Could be. Because when you see him walk back into the cantina to throw out the mining guild, one of them shoots him
0: in the chest and it
3: bounces off his chest. Yeah. I, I assumed it was, because I assumed that's how he survived the Sark.
0: Yeah, that's yes, yes, yeah,
3: exactly yeah. just like how the Mando survived the dragon. Yeah.
0: yeah. The big yeah. Venom. But True. obviously there's more of it on the Mando than Boba. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Or the best guy wasn't as strong. That's why there's not as much of it on Cobb, because <laughs> it's been ruined by the the, the Starlight pit.
1: I mean, it was just the chest plate in the helmet, right?
0: Exactly. Yeah. And the shoulder. Maybe the uh, secret alliance uh, kept some of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's another theory. One. There we go. Yes. So, guys, we've been going for a good hour and
3: twenty
0: minutes. Hour and twenty? Yeah, yeah. This is, this is this is a good timed podcast for once.
3: But also add in the forty-five minutes of the other one.
0: Yeah, good. Oh, oh, that. The one we did on Friday, yeah, okay. So, guys, any other hot topics, hot takes you wanted to jump into for this particular episode? I'll
3: go first. and Yeah, I, I, just want to, I just want to say again, I thought that this is the most George Lucas Star Wars, maybe the most George Lucas Star Wars episode that we've seen of anything from Star Wars since Disney took over, and I'm very much in
0: favour of that. That's almost like a final thought. I thought we were doing final thoughts. No, I just wanted final. to get your final the, uh, hot take from the show. Well, it's a hot take as well. <laughs> so well, just on, it's funny you say that on that. A, a friend of mine, and I shared this with you guys earlier. I will not have a final thought you want to be like that. <laughs> so a good friend of mine, I've known him for years. We went to school together. He He's basically been anti-anything Star Wars that isn't the original trilogy. He loves the OT. Completely dislikes the the prequel trilogy. Thinks it's a complete waste of time. Hates the sequel trilogy. However, he messaged me today saying this is the best live action Star Wars he has seen since the Return of the Jedi. I thought that was a bit big. I love the prequels. I love some of the sequels. So I thought that was a little bit big. However, on retrospect, he might have a point. Because... One thing that was pointed out, I think it was by you, Ali. It might not have been. You might have seen it online. There's, there's when you watch the sequel trilogy, the the the, the intro says, uh, "Based on characters by George Lucas." But in this, but in, in the Mandalorian, it says "Based on Star Wars" by George Lucas. There's a big distinction there. Even though the wording is very similar, there's a big distinction between the two because. John Favreau and Filoni have basically said, we have seen Star Wars and we are building it upon that, not just the characters. So I think that's a massive distinction. So that was a big hot take from me. Was it you that said that the other day, Ali, or, was it, or am I imagining that? Yeah, it was me. <laughs> so that's a no. <laughs> Mera, anything else that caught your attention for uh, for this particular episode?
1: Um. Well, I... Uh... I don't know. I mean, I, I can't wait to see it again, to be honest. Uh, I know there's so many things that I've missed because I just sat there engrossed and watching this and just, it, it's the feel of it. I felt like I went home, literally, even if like Tatooine and Tatooine and just the little Easter eggs and the things that just were woven in nicely. I just thought it was really majorly done. And I'll be honest, I have kept away from as much as many spoilers and i don't know who's lined up to show up in here i don't know all the uh you know people that are scheduled to show up in this the rest of the season and i'm trying not to other than apparently ahsoka but because uh, <laughs> i like the element of just that surprise and how how is it all going to fit in um yeah, so nothing really specific. Just everything as a whole right now. Until I watch it again a couple more times, but I I loved it. I can't wait to see it again. I can't wait to see how what else is. Um, oh, this is not final thoughts, right? <laughs> but I very well done. I I there is so much in it that it, it's I like I love it.
0: Dave. Not final thoughts.
2: Um I, it was just great. It was it was everything that Star Wars should be. It had humour that was on point. Um the characters were credible. The story flowed. It was yeah, it was very good. Very good. And and it was good on a second viewing as well. I didn't come away from watching it the second time and just thought Oh,
0: no. It was it was still good, second viewing. Ali, might as well hand over to you then, mate. What's your final thought? I have two final thoughts. Go for it. Okay. First of all, we need to talk about the poll, how it's doing.
3: So, as we wrap up, I'm sad to say that people <laughs> do agree with you, the Mandalorian is a good guy, but the correct side of the argument, no, has achieved a massive Percent of the vote four four, that's correct. Four maybe 28 and yes, 68 percent. Now, the other thing I just wanted to touch on was that before we recorded this episode, I did put out a tweet asking if anyone had any questions, and someone did. The original Jilly, shout out to original, who asked this question of council. I like this question, and you want to see why in a minute. Do you think Bubba was the character at the end of chapter five who walked up to Fennec Shan's body? Now, people had said that they'd spotted the armor in episode five quite a lot. Do you think it was Bubba or do we think it was the sheriff? Oh. And if you walk up, it creates my alliance idea.
1: Is it before we saw this episode or now that we've seen the episode?
3: Now we've seen the episode. Because,
0: you yeah. know, body-wise. And- yeah. yeah. Alex, I'll go to you first. Um, so, when I... when At the end of that episode, I thought the, the shoes, there was a bit of a cape, kind of looked like Boba Fett. At the point in time. But knowing what we know now, I mean, I wasn't really paying that much attention to the Marshall shoes, to be fair. But he wasn't wearing, he, he wasn't wearing a cape. Um, so I'm leaning to the side that no, I don't think it is. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was. So you think it was the sheriff or just some random? I, at the time, I thought it was Boba Fett. I okay. really did. But knowing what we know now, I don't think it is. I don't think it was.
3: So, 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 sorry. Just to clear that up again, do you think he's just someone who's random or the sheriff? Random. Okay. Dave, don't worry, Mayor, I'm saving you the last.
2: I'm I'm agreeing with Alex there that it was very heavily felt at the time by a lot of people, and there was enough there was enough to align towards it being Boba Fett. But now that this episode is aired. I don't
3: think it was Boba Fett. Mera?
1: I think there's somebody else we haven't seen Ooh, yet.
3: That's interesting. See, I'm pretty sure there's going to be a shot where they re- go back, you know, like you get sometimes, and it will reveal that it was indeed Boba Fett who was watching The Mandalorian at that point. That's what I think is going to happen, and that's when the whole story will be revealed of the great misdirection and
0: conspiracy. Oh, so you... So you think it was Boba Fett not? Colin? Yeah, dressed in dressed in his full armor. Okay, sure.
2: Okay, okay I'll be on that. So he Boba Fett would have been wearing the armor that was in really bad condition.
3: Yes. Why but didn't he have his get shoes it. on? They looked excellent.
2: But, but why didn't he get it? Why didn't he get it repaired?
3: We can't. There's no Beskar in Tatooine.
2: We yeah, already yeah. know it's
3: in short supply because of the way that they. We've got a ship in command. He's got a ship on Tatooine. Yeah, but we know the, how hard it was fine for the current Mandalorian to get it. He didn't have any. We had a small bit in the first episode.
2: But, okay. But, but, but so Bob repairing Bob it is f- very difficult. But Boba Fett is
3: wealthy. He's not it. Mandalorian, Dave. He doesn't know any armorers. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: mm. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure this is riveting podcast and me laughing and dave said mm.
2: <laughs> well, well to be fair the repairs are superficial repairs it's not the armor that's damaged it's the enamel plating and the enamel plating any armor could fix
3: yeah. but it would also explain why the armor fits the sheriff so bad because they both share it
0: that that sounds like a really bad cosplay yeah yeah you guys are
3: going to be so disappointed when it turns out i'm right you're going to be so disappointed you're going to be you're going to be
0: writing letters of apology on twitter i'm so sorry ali you got it right you know i i I wouldn't be i wouldn't be surprised if that does happen from a story point of view i'd be very disappointed if it happens that i have to say sorry to you there's a difference
3: uh yeah okay so sorry that's my final thoughts done because i had my grandiose
0: piece earlier (laughs) uh okay so for me my final thoughts is yeah bring it on it's more of the same looking forward to friday um i think if they continue along the lines that they've started so strongly we're in for a treat of a season um interesting i know we touched on it quickly uh, on the last show but the fact the episode was 45 minutes long give or take 47 minutes long again 52 well, by the time you take off the intro of Disney Plus and blah blah blah, it's about fifty odd. But anyway, nevertheless, you have to watch it all. That's, that's a good. That is a good. You know, when you think some of the episodes in season one were like twenty eight minutes, mm-hmm. thirty two. I want more. You know, especially if it's done this well. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we all kind of agreed, didn't we, that it it also went past very quickly. The episode flew by very quick uh, because we was enjoying it so much. Which for me, you know, if that carries on next week and all the way through to the eighteenth of December or whatever it is, bring it on. So guys, it's been brilliant getting around the microphones, having you all again. Um so listeners, you can find us on wwwthe jedi council.com, where you can find everything that we are talking about, writing about, everything that we do from our podcasts. Um our podcasts are also available on SoundCloud, the iOS podcast app. Uh, google play player.fm we are on spotify we are on amazon music you can ask the creepy person alexa and i'm whispering that name so it doesn't kick off anything in my house um to play the jedi council podcast yes you can do that guys give it a try if you've got an alexa um if you want to interact with us we are on twitter we are at the jedi underscore council if you want to speak to us follow us on instagram we are at the jedi underscore council underscore tjc on facebook we are at tgc underscore the jedi underscore council we don't do snapchat we don't do nothing like that because we're too old for that rubbish um, and have i have i got everything guys i think i might have done i'm on a roll more of a roll than Ali is, anyway um, <clears throat> and with that guys may the force be with you
1: the force will be with you always